All right, well, uh, I guess we should do the intro. Hello, everyone. This is KJ429, America's Podcast Network. Dun, dun, uh, don't, dun, dun. don't look that up because that's probably bought by someone, and we're not that dumb. So, uh, I guess our uh, first segment's going to be Latest NBA News, brought to you by Paper. It's not just for wiping your ass. Subscribe to a newspaper near you. So I guess the latest NBA news is the Rockets kicking the Warriors' ass, talking about something golden and a shower. They got hosed. Oh, man. Fire hydrant was just, like, all open, and they were just trying to take it all in the face. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was actually surprised. <laughs> I did not think that... Uh, that the the Rockets had it in them, I mean, they they shocked me. I, they were playing their game, but they just seemed so out of it that game one. I mean, they were just playing. They reminded me of the of the Heat back when uh when LeBron's first, first year. Yeah, we're, we're just mm-hmm. just that playoffs where it was like LeBron would take a turn, Wade would take a turn, LeBron would take a turn, Wade would take a turn, and nobody mm-hmm. would do any back cuts. Nobody would have any action to, to kind of help the team and help the defense make some moves. And then come game two, nine finger green out there slamming on people. And all of a sudden they're doing back cuts. They're creating havoc. They're punking curry. If they keep punking curry like this, they might actually have a chance. And really it goes back to like, kind of like what I felt like Boston did. I know I'll come up later, but like Boston found a way to basically just isolate LeBron or LeBron James. He got a triple double, but it still wasn't enough to overcome anything that Boston can throw at him. So they're kind of like, okay, yeah, you could do whatever you want, throw up a triple double. But if you have no one else on your team, you're not going to score 120 on your own. I I don't totally agree with that. I think those other players just played so shitty. I mean, I think if LeBron does what he does and then they go home. And the role players just play role player level basketball. I think they'll come back tied two two, and I still think LeBron's going to win the series. But those role players, I mean, though it was that was a pretty close game, and if the role players just play anything like competent borderline D league basketball, LeBron wins that game. And to be honest, LeBron probably wins that first game. If, again, he just didn't look out on that court and just everyone just gave up and was just defeated. Well, that's the hardest part because, you know, Boston's a pretty scrappy team. You know, they're, they're going to do the hard fouls. They're going to be there. And it's just, you know, if he's got a team that's going to give up like that, you know, and it sucks for him. But, you know, it's, it's making out to be a good series. Like, I didn't think Boston was going to be as good as they are right now. But with Houston, uh, you know, it's... I, I think the whole the whole no one thought the Celtics was going to be this good is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, you're talking about a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals and put up a fight against LeBron with almost the same team except with no hip Isaiah, who was like bleeding through, who they screwed over, and a Jay Crowder who sucks. You substitute Jay Crowder and you give him his minutes for Jalen Brown, who's a top three pick, Tatum, who's 
a top three pick, and supposedly the Celtics would have picked him one. And then a guy like Scary Terry, some some of these other top lottery picks. But of course, it's never the players, right? The players suck, especially in a town like Boston. They're gonna who are they gonna give it to? Mm-hmm. The coach. I mean, I'm not saying that Boston's racist or anything, but it is a little suspicious that these players don't get any points for having high IQ, but all of a sudden the coach is the guy that's the hero. It's you know, I bet you if it was Gordon Hayward, they'd be like, Oh, Gordon Haywoods, he's the Messiah. He's the guy leading the Celtics. But no, it's it's this Brad Stevens who, quote-unquote, has no talent outside of top picks who are never hurt, unlike the Sixers, who the Sixers have a bunch of first-year players. Celtics have a bunch of second, third-year, fourth-year. They have an all-star, an all-star as in, uh, in Horford. Sixers, they didn't have any all-stars. I mean, they had rookies, and I guess Embiid, hmm. but I mean... He barely played last year, played a decent amount this year. So I, I, that's all bullshit to me. Well, I mean, it goes back to, like, you know, who's on the first on the chopping block whenever a team starts to suck? It's always the coach. I mean, if you look at baseball, it's the managers. You know, like Dave Roberts right now, they're, they're thinking, like, okay, well, you know, if the slump happens for another level, like month and a half, people are going to call for like a change in a manager. It's like they're the first ones to go. It's like, you know, if you got a young team and you don't know what's happening and you can't figure out how to make them work, they're going to look at the coach and be like, hey, you know what? We got a shitty ass coach. We need to get rid of him. You know, and that's same way on the other end, though, too. If they're young players and they're doing great, they're going to give it to the coach at the same time. So it might not necessarily be some sort of like, you know, cultural thing where it's just like, okay, in Boston, this is the way it works. You know, it's just like, it's going to be the coach because of this, you know, like it's, I, I don't know. It could I, be like that too. I mean, you, you look at, look at the Cavs. No one's saying Tyron Lue's doing a terrible job. Everyone's saying LeBron James and, and the others, everyone's blaming the players. You look well, you at, know that LeBron James is like an upper echelon kind of player. And we all know he's not just a player. He is a coach. You know, he should be getting two salaries at this point. He should be getting his own salary and he should be getting the assistant coach job if not the coach job at that same time. Because, like, Tyron Lue is going to tell LeBron what to do. Like, you know, like, arguably the best player on the planet. Like, that's not going to happen. You know, like, he, he's just in a, in a whole world in his own. Look, I'm, I'm not saying Brad Stevens is a shitty coach. I'm not saying the guy's a, a bottom feeder, right? But I'm just saying, like, are we sure mm-hmm. he's that good? I mean... A lot of coaches have good out-of-bound plays. A lot of coaches have good development. Now, unfortunately, not a lot of coaches have Tatum, arguably maybe the best rookie this year, and that's as a Laker fan. Jalen Brown, a top three pick. Scary Terry, a top pick. Marcus Smart, a top five or a top six pick. I think he was six. I mean, that team is loaded with talent. They're not out there with, scrubs they're not out there with everyone but lebron i mean if you were to put tyron Lou on the celtics and you put brad stevens on the Cavs, i think the series is pretty close to the same i mean i i don't know how much how many more points brad stevens has given that well it, then let me let me go ahead and give you this hypothetical all right so the golden state warriors they obviously have like one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. But then you look at Steve Kerr. Let's say they, you know, ended up getting fourth or fifth or even eighth. Or let's say they even missed the playoffs. Like, who are they going to blame? 
Well, they're obviously going to blame the players because that's a shitload of talent. I mean, no one's given Kerr credit for, for this, and they probably really shouldn't. I, mean, I think they Mark, do give him credit, though, with the, with the way he tries to coach him and stuff. Like, I feel like nah, he gets if, credit. If Mark Jackson was still the coach, they still would have won that championship. Steve Kerr was not the guy that made them win that championship. Well, he was a participant. It's like, that's the thing. It's a team, you know? So he's a participant in that, and he makes the team be a team. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, what is your coach supposed to do? They're supposed to bring the guys together, have them understand what all their attributes are, and more importantly, what the faults are in each other. So that way they can cover each other. Like, all right, you're pretty bad on D. All right, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to go over there in the switch and stuff and just try to help you, you know? Like, there's got to be, like, certain things that a coach actually has to do, you know? Like, it's, it's not one of those, like, bullshit things. It's not like the Queen of England where it's like she does nothing. The only thing she is is just, uh, you know, uh, was that, oligarchy? No, no I, it's I, a monarchy. There you I go. I agree, but what I'm saying is that there's, what, 30 teams in the NBA – so there's 30 spots. There's only 30 coaches. I don't think the difference between a Steve Kerr and whoever you think the shittiest coach is, let's say Scott Brooks, which I think is a fair coach, I don't think that difference is that big. NBA Lottery. Brought to you by the lottery. Bringing hope to the hopeless for over a millennia. Buy a scratcher and realize the practicality of planning your future by the lottery. So uh, the Suns won the lottery, which I was a Laker fan. I was hoping we'd bump up to one since we were uh, one top one protected. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the the lottery gods are not in our favor. But uh, any yeah, thoughts but on, on I, the draft? I honestly forgot the Suns even existed until I found out that they got number one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Phoenix actually has a team. Um, I think that's great for them. You know, I'm trying to be, just be positive for everyone else because I know as a Laker fan, like, uh, we've had we had our ups and downs, a lot more downs in the past couple years, and we're going to have some downs in the next couple years as well. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, whatever makes a better NBA, I guess, team, you know, like you need to have people come up. Suns haven't been able to do anything in a while. <laughs> sounds like uh, you did absolutely zero. That sounds like a shitty paper that a kid writes about World War II that didn't read anything about World War II. Pretty much. I read the back of the book and all it gave me was like, learn about history. <laughs> Here's this thing about the draft. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it is pretty early, so we can yeah. go. Basically, I, I already counted on the fact that, yeah, the Lakers were going to lose our pick, so I just didn't give a shit about the draft at that point. I'm like, I don't care who gets who. Let's see what happens. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do think it's funny that, uh, you know, teams, all you know, they're, all these teams are acting like uh, my ghetto ass, you know, hoping to get out of the ghetto by buying a dollar scratcher and pissed off every time I don't win a million dollars. These fucking teams are like, oh, every once in a while suck. you get that ticket. <laughs> yeah, but these motherfuckers are like banking their financial future on hoping to get the one in a million, which, I mean, eh, I, I guess, you know, if it hits, it hits. But, well, I mean, like, case in point, the Cavs, you know, like, they got two number one draft picks, like, in a row. 
you know, like they basically got like another ticket. So they got the scratcher, they scratched it like, all right, cool. I get another ticket. By the end of the day, what happened? <laughs> you know, like nothing really came into fruition for any of that shit. Like something where you got a superstar player out of it that you could keep on your team. Like it became trade chips, but well, I mean, they didn't really get that stuff us, out of it. Uh, Once LeBron came, that cleared it out. That brings us to the future of the NBA, brought to you by time. What is it? No one knows. Time. Think about it. So as far as the uh, future of the NBA, being Laker fans, uh. And at least me not really giving a shit about much other teams. Where do you see the Lakers Celtics in the next five years? In the next five years, I see the Celtics uh, more on an increase than the Lakers. Just with the capital that they do have, they have these draft picks and stuff too. Like I feel like they're gonna they're gonna be up on us for a little bit. But what about you? I'm going to skip this because fuck the Celtics and fuck kind of depressed about where the Lakers are going to be. But, uh, so we'll move on to, uh, possible trades brought to you by insert sponsor here. Contact us, please. So are there uh, any possible trades you see? I mean, everyone's saying that this summer is going to be really kind of the future of the next three years mm-hmm. because a lot a lot of these players are coming up. So you have people like Paul George, you have uh, Boogie Cousins, you have a possible Kawhi Leonard trade, you have obviously LeBron James, um, Carmelo, which, you know, that's no one really wants that dude. But anyway... Even Chris Paul is technically a free agent. So you have a lot of possibilities. So um, not a lot of people are saying this, but I really believe that this offseason is going to dictate the next two to three years. You know, every every couple years, you get some shifts. This last year, you had some shifts. But because of the way that the contracts have lined up, uh, even like Jimmy Butler is going to be up in two years. So he, after this year he, or after next year, he's going to have one year left. So a lot of these teams that are trying to get value for their players, teams like uh, even teams like Anthony Davis, which I don't think they're going to do anything. But you think of teams like John Wall, bloated contracts like uh, Griffin. And with all these free agents, this next super team, because a lot of these free agents are going to try to sign I'm going to assume two to three year deals minimum, right? They're going to want a two year with the player option. If you're a guy like Chris Paul, you're going to want five years or as much on this last contract. So whatever these next batch of super teams are going to be, they're going to be together for two to three years. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you thinking? Like, what what do you what kind of things are you sniffing out for the Lakers right now? Like, is it just going to be us signing max players, or do you think we're going to be able to make some trades? Well. We have the chips to make trades. That's mm-hmm. the good thing. And I'll be one of the first to admit that I sadly liked the Mozgov dang signing at the time, which, God, was that one of the worst uh, insights I've ever had in my life. But um, unfortunately, I, at this point, I think we traded Mozgov too early because I think dang, a contract like dang. Is actually not that bad. So 
if we can do some sort of deal for um, now, we're probably going to have to to do a, get rid of a pick, but mm-hmm. we have the assets to build our own super team. If we can, if we can flat out sign a guy like LeBron, I would. If we could flat out sign a guy like Paul George, I would. Now, this may sound crazy, but I actually think we might be able to trade Kawhi and move the Dane contract because of the way that the contracts line up with Paul Gasol and Marcus Aldridge. The Spurs aren't going to be able to do anything with their cap situation, and they're not going to have a lot of a lot of salary to move. So for a team like the Spurs, a guy like Dang is not a bad contract because under the Spurs, they may find use for him. I mean, him and and Rudy Gay on the wing might, might be might be just enough to to do something. And then you give them a guy like Ingram, so they get Ingram, they get Dang, and then you throw anyone in there. A sneaky guy I think they might actually want is um, uh, is our big, tall, white dude that reminds me of Paul Gasol. Uh, Zubak. I love Zubak. So I think if we do like a Zubak, a pick, dang, Ingram, we can get a guy like Kawhi Leonard. If we can get a guy like Kawhi Leonard, we have enough room to sign a Paul George and a LeBron. So now you're looking at Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi. If that's your team, I kind of think you have to move Ball. Uh, I Towards the end of the season, I really started to enjoy Ball's game and think that he actually has some potential, but I, I don't think around that team he's, he's the guy you want. You, I would even dare say that I'd trade him for not even a point guard. I'd trade him for... For even another wing or another center, I don't even. When you have LeBron and Paul George and Kawhi, I don't think you need a point guard. Any one of those guys can bring the ball up the court and start the mm-hmm. offense. So when you don't need a point guard or a guard, I mean the options are limitless. I mean, I, I'd yeah. even do. I, I'd even try to screw over the Celtics and do like a, if I had enough cap space after that, do like a poison pill contract for Marcus Smart. Yeah, I mean. That's that's the thing. Like uh, as you were mentioning with Ball, it's like yeah, like uh, you know he he had his sparks and stuff like that. You know I know he had his injuries and stuff too. But uh, if we're gonna move people over, like you know it's it's one of those things where he's a chip that could possibly be moved. My opinion, like Kuzma should just stay. I feel like he has the embodiment of a Laker, and he should stay as a Laker. You know he reminds me of kind of like a Nick Van Exel kind of thing where like it's just I loved watching him. You know, I loved watching Eldon Campbell. I loved watching Eddie Jones. You know, it's just like, I love watching Kuzma. You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like a fan favorite, you know? You know who he kind of reminds me of is, uh, uh, I used to say Robert Ory, but mm-hmm. I realized it was more of the the, phys- the physicalness of him. You know, like mm-hmm. his, how tall and long he was. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a Laker, the essence of a Laker he actually reminds me of Derek Fisher, mm. the guy that got drafted. You know, like Kobe got drafted super high. He got drafted in the same draft, kind of low. Mm. You know, worked his ass off. Was like not super fast. You know, not super tall. Like just not, not. Cr- he didn't have a lot of advantages, and I feel like 
Kuzma is in a, in a weird way similar because he he's not that strong. He could probably get stronger, but I don't feel like he's you know his body type. I think is going to end up being more of a Tayshawn Prince than mm-hmm. a LeBron James, and he's not that fast, and he can't really jump that high. He's not super athletic. He knows how to use his talents really well and maximize them. And his clutch. You know, I could I could easily see him if we make a, a playoff finals run. I mean, even if it's not a finals run, if we make the playoffs, I could easily see him doing kind of like a Derek Fisher, Robert Ori last minute buzzer beater, the guy you don't think about on that team hitting the, the big shot. You know, it's something that this city needs. It's kind of like a uh, revival. Like seeing him gave me hope. You know, so if he left, it's just like, well, well, really? Like, all right, we just got rid of him. All right, well, wh- what do we got? You know, I just wanted to go back to the whole when we had the Carmelo and Gary Payton years, where it's just like, I saw that and I'm like, I already saw the writing on the wall once we got both of them. I'm like, man, we can't get him right now. I'm like, first off, I hate Carmelo because he was on the Utah Jazz with John Stockton, you know, like now all of a sudden he's on our team. I'm supposed to root for him. Oh, hell no. Like that was a year I just boycotted. I'm like, I'm not going to watch a game. I mean, I, I, I see that side of it, but there's definitely some rewritten history because I think the Lakers would have definitely won if Carl Malone didn't end up hurt and couldn't play the finals. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't lose because that team wasn't good enough. They lost because that team got hurt. It's the same reason why the Cavs lost when I think Love or, uh, or Kyrie was hurt one year and the same reason why Golden State lost the other year. I just don't want to be the Yankees. At the end of the day, and that's what I felt like we had when we had Gary Payton and Carl Malone. I'm like, ah, oh, we're the Yankees at this point. We're just like getting star players and stuff. And I was just like, this is what's going to happen, you know? And I think it was the same me? year the Sox won the World Series. You got to be fucking kidding me. You don't want to be the Yankees. You know who doesn't want to be the Yankees? The teams that aren't the Yankees. Everybody but the Yankees. You know who loves yep. being the fucking Yankees? <laughs> the Yankees. You know why? Because being the fucking Yankees makes you win. True, but you got to remember, okay, so like our heyday, no, but our heyday, you got to remember, we drafted Kobe, you know, and we got Shaq. You want to have some pieces already in place versus like, all right, everyone come over here. So I'm down for trades, and I have this strange suspicion that we're getting Kawhi. I don't know why, but I feel it in the bones that we're getting Kawhi. We did not draft fucking Shaq. We did not draft Fox. We did not draft Ori. We didn't draft fucking Lamar Odom. We didn't draft Powell. We didn't draft half the best players we fucking had to win championships. We sure as fuck didn't draft Kareem. No, but it was moves. Mikan. It was moves. It was moves. You got to make those money moves. Uh, That's what it is. You know, like moves are different than like, you know, like if you're giving up shit and you're getting someone, that's different. I, I get what you're saying. God. But at the end of the day, I, I did, like, I never I, I'm not trying to get like an all-star motherfucker. You're an imperialist ah. pig. You're saying it's okay as long as the labor doesn't make decisions. What the fuck, man? As long as your boss says you can go to the fucking department, it's okay. But if you want to go to a different department, it's like, fucking you? Come on, man. Come on. Well, that's how it works with me, shit. <laughs> I just figured it worked like that everywhere else. <laughs> fuck, straight dust. Even different departments in career. <laughs> this segment was brought to you by... Capitalism. Keep America as slaves through the economy. Yeah, that might have been too far. I mean, I guess you still get paid. Eh, yeah, capitalism is going to pay us.
but yeah, I, I can't I can't believe you think that way, man. That's that's just insane to me. You're you're the guy that uh, LeBron cheated because he teamed up with Wade. I mean, it's not his fault. His fucking franchise sucked, and it's you know I mean if MJ never got Pippen and Kukoc, he'd be fucking he'd be Charles Barkley. He wouldn't be fucking Michael Jordan. I mean if Charles Barkley. No, like I get that. Thing is, it's a business at the end of the day. And the business, the lucrative part of it is not the money. It's the fact that you get championships because you have been playing your entire life because you wanted a championship. Like, I totally get that. And so I'm not saying, like, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. But I get get your point of view when it comes to the Durant situation, right? Because I love the Durant situation. I love the fact that he went to Golden State. Oh, oh hell yeah! Are you kidding you were me? Like the, no, you were like he knew the exactly what he wanted. in the entire world. Oh, no, that's why I'm telling you. Oh, I, hated Carl Malone, I hated Carmelo. I hated Carmelo, and I hated Gary what, Payton, and what, both of them were on our team. That's what, what I hate. Who are you, man? Like I, what is happening? Laissez faire, man. Am I laissez faire? Am I like, dreaming? Is this a nightmare? What the fuck is happening? This is you. You you can't be serious. That that you. You don't want us to get all the best players, but you don't mind that Durant went to the. Wow. No, this... I'm, I'm 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 talking about the whole Carl Malone and Gary Payton situation. He That's was the... Carl Malone for the Golden State Warriors. They took him to seven. He was on the the only team that could have actually. Oh done no! Anything. You you can't you can't compare him to Carl. Carl Malone, Malone never beat the Lakers. He never won a championship. He is the epitome of yeah. Gary but Durant. at the same time, how old were they? How old were they, though? That's the thing. Carl Malone was on his tail end when we got him. So if Carl Malone would have came one contract earlier, you would have been okay with it? I hate Carl Malone. Nope. <laughs> like, it was just Carl Malone. I didn't like him. This is... That's that's just... That, I, 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 uh, that's not compute. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Well, it's a good thing you're a fucking math teacher, not a goddamn logic teacher, because fuck. Hey, analytics. Uh, I don't understand Hate what the fuck is happening. All. <laughs> wow, that's that's insane. Well, oh uh, man, so I was listening to this uh, Kevin and Bean podcast, and uh, I guess uh, Metal World Peace was on it. He partied all night when he won the championship, and then he showed up to the studio still wearing the jersey. Like he partied all night and all his game shit, and then he showed up, and like so they were talking about it and stuff. And I just remember, man, Metal World Peace, man, he's a great I dude. Love- I loved our test, that dude, at his press press conference. Mm-hmm. I remember him saying, if we lose this year, it's because of me. Because the mm-hmm. only difference is me. Because Ariza left for, like, the same amount of money, I think, to the to the Rockets. Wow, he went back to the Rockets. Yeah, he went to he went to the Rockets to be their James Harden yeah. slash Kobe and fucking sucked on offense. It'd be hilarious if he went to New Orleans because they got what's-his-name, which is, like, the same thing they try to do. Uh, Batum. Yeah. It's like they, they always get them uh, when they're like kind of washed. I mean, they say that's why uh, Dwayne Wade smells so good. Because he's so washed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so washed. Uh... <laughs> but yeah. yeah was... uh, I'm, I'm so proud of the way he's playing right now. Exactly. Once you're a Laker, you're always a Laker. So uh, I'm... I mean, I, I'm in Houston, and I'm a CP3 fan now that he's now with the Clippers because, to me, he was a Laker, even though they fucked us on it. In my heart of hearts. 
And that's oh, why I always thought that too. Yeah. I, I just didn't want to like him because I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. I'll respect you, but I'm like, fuck, every time you do well. I mean, every time I saw him on the Clippers, it was like, like a jilted lover being like, God, we treat you so much better. We'd love you so much better, man. Even if you lost the same way, you'd just be loved, man. You'd be cheered at everything. Like, we just, we'd treat you right. We'd light candles. We'd give you bubble baths, you know, and like, you're in like this abusive relationship. And, ah, uh, man, I, I feel bad. Give bath bombs, boom, roses, you know? Yeah. You know, the fucking Clippers are like fucking stupid, but yeah. No, nah, the, the Rockets are cool, you know? I'm, the Rockets are kind of like uh, the Chargers of, of basketball. Well, I mean, the, the Chargers that were in first, though, you got to remember, like, they actually, they pulled it off. That's the thing. Like, I respect that team. Like, I look at them, like, Clint DePella, like, seriously. You're I'm like watching him, I'm like, fuck, you're actually first. really good. The Chargers um, have definitely been first and lost. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's been quite some time, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the Rockets. I mean, I, I told you my theory. I want the Rockets to win if the Cavs win, because I think that's a fair fight. Mm-hmm. But if the Celtics win, I want Golden State to win, because I hate both teams, but I hate the Celtics more. I want, I want the Celtics to just get embarrassed. I want the broom to come out. Well, that's just because of the way we are with Celtics. That's just the I, way it is. I want, I want Tatum and Jalen Brown after that series to be like, fuck, am I shooting with the wrong hand? Like, am I, <laughs> like, is, is this like, am I playing basketball wrong? Like, I just exactly. want, I'm playing the wrong sport. <laughs> yeah. I, I want them to be like, you know, maybe I'm just going to start picking up bowling, see if I can get good at that for a while. And I, 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 I don't want them to get any, any joy in their life. Yeah. That's not too harsh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's their fucking problem. They shouldn't have been a Celtic. It's just, the, you know, fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe later they'll all be Lakers. Well, you know, it's like the prodigal son. As he comes back home, cook a feast, you take him back. But until then, fuck you. I wish a pox upon your house. Pox upon you know, the house of Celtics. They're, they're cool. You know, I respect them. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want the worst of them. Well, it's just, you know, being a Laker fan, that's what we do, you know? You got to keep those rivalries going. Boston has like a tinge of racism in every and everything they do. It's like, it's like the south of the north, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the south of the north. It's just it's got that that kind of tinge of like you know, white is right, which I got nothing against white people, but I got everything against anyone that thinks they're better than anyone else. It just yeah. just it just feels kind of dirty. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it. I just look at it as like a Laker perspective where it's just like we had so many rivalries with Bird that it's just like I just can't root for you like at all for anything. It's just like if I see you play, it's just like, well, I hope you lose. You know, why? Well, because of old shit, you know. That's why history is a part of us, you know. Well, this is a good part to go into our segue of Teacher Corner brought to you by The Color Blue. Without it, no one would have a favorite color. Oh, we have, this, uh, uh, we, have, we have a resident teacher. Uh, he teaches in the Boston area of Massachusetts, a small school, uh, not to be named, but uh, his name is uh, Shesh Nesh, 
and he will be joining us. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me see if I can get him to add in to the call here. Hold on. All right. Hello. Are you, are you here? Hello. Oh, all right. We have our teacher. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, take away with our teacher corner while I take a break to get fresh air. So last week I was teaching and my partner, she decided to take off a day and I said, okay, that is fine. And so she had a substitute teacher in there. And first period, I heard nothing. Second period, I heard giggles. I heard a lot of kids just walking around. And so I decided to say, what, what is going on? So I opened my door and I see that this guy is sitting in a chair. In a chair. And so being the person that I am, I told him, wake up, wake up, because he was asleep. But he would not wake up, so I called the office. And I told the office, I told them, this guy, this guy, he is not doing what he's supposed to do. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And so they said, okay, I will come over and I will talk to him. And so they go over and they go talk to him. And so I say, yes, finally. Finally, they talk to him and then they find out that he is still sleeping. But he is not sleeping. He is a drunk. He is a drunk. And so they smell his Gatorade and then they find out there's vodka in it. And they tell him, hey, there's vodka in here. What are you doing? What are you doing? And they say, this guy, he says, oh, well, there's no vodka. No, you don't have to worry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. And so they call the police and the police come. But the police is school to safety. And school to safety comes and they see him. And he sees them and he runs. He runs. He runs away. And they finally catch him and they say, hey, you cannot do this stuff in school. And at the end of the day, he said, okay, okay. Well, I will not. I will just go home. I will just go home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But at 12 o'clock, he comes back and he asks for his time card. And he says, I worked three hours. You need to pay me. And the school just looks at him and says, really? But you were drunk? He's like, but I was in the classroom. Well, uh, thank you, uh, friend and colleague. Yes, I, I remember. I, I was there. That was a traumatizing moment for everyone, especially for the kid that uh, had a football game later and thought it was gated. But that's for another teacher quarter. We drink a beer for every uh, segment. So it's been, uh, well, I don't know. I've had five beers, so I'm guessing five segments, hopefully. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Yeah. If not, well, you know, here we go. We'll have another one. And uh, our last segment is TV shows and movies. Brought to you by Channel Buttons, Up and Down. Get a dying industry alive again. Keep your cable. Brought to you by Channel Up and Down. So, uh, what have you been uh, stopping on lately? Any uh, any recommendations you'd have for entertainment? One of the things that I've started getting into is anything that's within 22 to 30 minutes. Like anything that would be a normal series, but I've been going on Netflix on it. Uh, Antonio Sabato's uh, Fix It and Finish It has been an amazing burn through just to go through, just to watch. 
what he does. Who is that guy? I don't even know who that guy is. He was a, I guess he was a famous star before. I remember his name. I remember saying it in Spanish. I was like, Antonio Spato Jr. You know, but like, that's about it. Um, he's definitely an amazing person to watch because he, JaVale McGee's so many different jobs. Like, it's entertaining. And like, some of the stuff you watch, you're like, seriously? And what's cool is they do it within a day. But like, some of the stuff is weird, but like, some of the stuff is like, oh, I could get this done in a day. Kind of cool. So like, it's enough to like, kind of keep you going. Got a house. If you got like a backyard, you want to kind of do some stuff too. He's got some couple ideas, and it's still entertaining all the way through. What about you? So when you say the Javale McGee, you mean how Javale McGee as to Shaq and a fool, he is to building a fool. Pretty much, yeah. There's quite a few episodes where like he does something and like it's totally wrong, and everyone's like, "Oh, you can't do that." But like he prides himself on being like a fixer upper. And so just to watch his face is the Javel McGee, McGee face. So he looks like a half-breed Neanderthal with a, a old-timey uh, Asian goatee on the back of his head? <laughs> Not so much. He, uh, he just has that face when he knows he messed up. Like when uh, Javel does anything, and he's like, oh, yeah, I told him messing this up. I'm going to be on Sports Center for the wrong thing. Well, for me, I would say that uh, there's a lot of stuff I've been watching. You know me. I'm a big uh, TV and movie buff. I have movie pass. Uh, so, you know, mm. humble brag. I've seen everything. Uh, Non-humble brag. I am uh, have great taste at everything. Mm. But if I had to sit, if I had to bump one thing, it'd probably be happy. Happy is probably the best show no one's seen right now. Phenomenal show. I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. seen Legion. Legion's great. I think season two had a bit of a towards the end, but was a great. The destination was great. The landing, not so great. But Happy, highly recommend everyone watching Happy. It's uh, it's that's that's a great show to watch with just the homies by yourself. That's like the dude show I recommend. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch a show with uh, with chicks or even just by yourself, it's kind of like a semi-romantic comedy, uh, Lovesick on Netflix. You can watch that basically if you have Netflix, not a problem. And uh, and lately I've been re-watching Carnival, which is kind That's of a tough good. show. It's kind of a tough watch, but it's it's phenomenal set pieces and phenomenal actors. So, uh, so I highly recommend that. Well, um, any uh, closing arguments, good sir? Uh, not really. You? Nope. Well, thanks for uh, listening to KJ two one four nine six dash four on not Twitter or Facebook. Follow us through Brought to You Later. Thank you. Corner shit for you. Nice. You're in the mausoleum? Uh, the mausoleum known as the Taj Mahal. Oh. Recording live from the Taj Mahal. Nice. Yeah, you know the story behind the Taj Mahal?
Well, let's just say uh, everything but the walls are gold in there, right? Ooh. Ooh. Hey. 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 You must be uh, talking about showers. What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know the history of the Taj Mahal. What is the history of the Taj Mahal? Oh, so it was a king that wanted to uh, build this amazing... Now, here's the thing. It's almost like drunk history because I'm like trying to figure out which one's which. So either he was building something for his wife, like a palace for her, or it was a tomb for her. And so he got all this white marble, and uh, uh, it took him quite some time. So I think it was maybe supposed to be... It's just something for her. And... Uh, Basically, it took him, I think, like 20 years or something like that, and then they built it. But he didn't want anyone to build something as beautiful as that ever again. And so he cut all their hands off, all the workers. He cut all their hands off, and he fucking killed them. Wait, why would you, why would you cut their hands off and kill them? Why not just cut their hands off? Oh, so they could not build anything as beautiful, and they couldn't tell people. Well, so I guess he could have cut their tongue. Wouldn't just killing them be enough? Yeah, but I mean, if you don't have hands, then what the fuck? You know, if you've had them and now you don't, it's like, oh, I want a soda. Oh, I can't grab it. Right, but you know? he killed them as well. Yes. Allegedly. So, All this is alleged. So if he killed them, then it just seems like a dick move to be like, I'm going to cut your hands. So, all right, guys, uh, who, who, who still has hands? All right, you got to wait in line one. To finish getting your hands chopped off. And once you get there, follow the next line to stage two where we just shoot you in the head. Yeah, because, you know, it wasn't just, like, two workers. It was, like, there had to been, like, you know, I'm thinking at least a couple hundred. So I'm, like, you're standing in line and you don't hear those yells. That just seems like a lot of extra work. I mean, even the more people makes more of a point. You have that many fucking people, you're going to be, like, "Mm, you know what? I have a lot of people. Let's divvy this up into a two-step process where we cut off their hands and then we just fucking kill them. Just make, you know, I, I thought you guys were like the country of uh, efficiency. Well, I guess maybe that's China. Well, here's the thing. With that, there's a gray area with my recollection. That's why I'm like, I probably should have been looking this up, but it makes a better story. So right across the river, he started building his own shrine in black marble. And he ended up dying before it could be finished. So all they did was lay the foundation. And after he died, everyone's like, fuck it. <laughs> and then they didn't even bother finishing it. So you could still see the black foundation like across the way. Well, yeah, who would want to finish it for someone who busted such a dick move of cutting all their friends' hands off and then killing them? Yeah. There's a lot. It's like, you know, there's a lot of back, back end history. I call it back alley history. That should be another segment. We got the back alley history. (laughs) (laughs) And that was your back alley history. (laughs) Brought to you by by the Dutch East India Company. (laughs) 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 Bringing to you the best of the best (laughs) since 1829. (laughs)